Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. a lot of talk lately about a revitalized buffalo and a buffalo renaissance and all that kind of thing. And uh, you see that kind of downtown and in the medical corridor, uh, even on the west side, you know, if you go over by where uh, Duville College is over there and in Black Rock, um, that's happening. You know where we haven't seen a lot of it is on the east side of Buffalo, and that doesn't tend to get a lot of coverage. But there are some great things happening, and one of those is a project that we've talked about uh, on the program before here that is finally uh, going to officially see the light of day. I'm talking about the Mother Teresa Home, which is located at the St. Adelbert Church property, 212 Stanislaus Street in Buffalo. Uh, They're actually on that, uh, right in that same uh, block there. And uh, their dedication and blessing will be taking place on Thursday, August 25th. Here to talk about all of that is our Director of Pro-Life Activities in the Diocese of Buffalo, Cheryl Caleri. Cheryl, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Uh, Now, uh, let me start with what I started with. Um, You've been working on this project in the east side. Am I far off in my characterization of... No, Buffalo and what's happening. You're pretty spot on. Um, we can see this. Unfortunately. I <laughs> yes. mean, I don't, we don't say that with any measure of joy. You Not know, at all. So. Um, one thing is we can see the central terminal literally from our window and the uh, top floor of the rectory that we're renovating, uh, which is now going to be the Mother Teresa home. And uh, we gaze out at it and say we sure hope that they're going to do some of the things that they're talking about because we do believe um, that the east side does have potential and uh, – we're trying to not just say it, but be a part of that. So that's what this oh, is all about. Well, look, we see it's best side, uh, you know, every year, Lent and Easter time, right? The Broadway market and everybody hypes it up. And then the rest of the year, we kind of forget about the east side, right? Exactly. Well, you have not forgotten about the east side. Uh, and um, you also haven't forgotten about it. something we always talk about when you're on the program. It's one thing to talk about respecting life from conception until death. It's another thing to actually do it. And uh, one of the great things about your office, Cheryl, and the folks that you work with is you do actually do something in many areas to support life. So tell us a little bit about this one in particular, the Mother Teresa home. Well, thank you for recognizing that. And it is through the grace of God that we truly believe that we're able to to do what we've been asked to do and what we've been called to do. And that is, um, as a church, I think we do a good job, as we've discussed on the show before, of telling people that they should choose life and that it's really important um, for the dignity of the human person. But what are we as a people doing? And that's what we're trying to do here at the Mother Teresa home is take it to that next level. So actually, before Pope Francis was our pope, I had said we have all these empty rectories and churches and schools. Why aren't we turning one or some of them into a place where 
um, we can support life. So someone who uh, chooses life, they have an opportunity uh, where we will empower, not enable. They'll have an opportunity to um, live and get their uh, situation in order so that they can uh, actually learn parenting skills and make sure that they have the right facility to live in for their child and all the right equipment and all of those things that go along with making that decision. Um, now, some of this might sound um, familiar to folks since, um, you know, we've been doing a series of programs during this year of mercy. We've had, uh, in fact, several representatives from Catholic Charities on, most recently folks from the uh, the WIC program, and uh, they recently have been holding the uh, Healthy Baby Festivals this month. So, I mean, there is a real push on, I think, particularly from you know, the Catholic diocese and, uh, you know, projects that were involved in uh, on several levels to support life, to support particularly young mothers and families who, like you say, what else would they do? Like where would I, you know, how would they be able to um, not just have the baby support the baby, support the family, but learn those skills that you need? I mean, it, you know, it's one thing to you know, help them have the baby and clothes and diapers and all that. So that's terrific. Right. It's necessary. But we want people to be good parents, right? That is correct. And they don't come out with just a manual parenting one. No, there wasn't one. <laughs> no. I, yeah. So that's what we're trying to do is fill in that gap and be that safety net for those who might not necessarily have the support that some of us are accustomed to with close family and friends and people that are, are there for us. So uh, we're trying to help those um, that are marginalized or need that extra support. Now, now, refresh people's memories. I mean, with this specifically, you mentioned how, you know, it's always been kind of an idea of yours and really not just yours. I mean, there, there's several people that kind of look around and go, well, what are, you know, what's going to happen with, with all these properties? Yes. Because they're not, um, you know, people always hate to, to lose their parish and, and whatnot. But, um for several reasons, the number of parishes, and it's not just in this diocese, it's across the United States, um, particularly in Rust Belt and East Coast and Midwest Correct. dioceses where we simply have too many churches for the population that is Catholic and attending those churches these exactly. days. Exactly. So that's where the problem that particular problem stems, and you mentioned, you know, um, why not put some of these into use for other things? This is a great way to put to use. But what about the idea for this particular um, service, this particular type of of home yes. that you are dedicating on the twenty fifth of August? Well, what um, what came to me, and particularly in adoration, when I named this Mother Teresa home, and I didn't know where it was going to be. Um, I just thought of all the uh, challenges I was having running the St. Gianna Pregnancy Outreach Centers and helping some of these young women find uh, adequate housing. And again, this is not to down any particular agency or our county government or any of those things. It's just a reality. We have a housing issue, period, regardless if people are pregnant or not. It just throws an extra uh, wrench into the machinery, so to speak. And so what I found was that many times uh, these girls had to be homeless for a, a great period of time, 30 days, before I could even get them on a list to get 
into uh, a home if there was an opening available. So I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could kind of be that safety net? Um, we can't solve all of the problems of the world, but even if it's one or two here or there that are able to have a place where they can call home for a short period of time, um, I would like to think that we could extend our hand to be there to do that. And that's how this idea of the Mother Teresa home was born. Um, as you said, there this is not a new idea as far as maternity homes. Actually, sure, there's several right. uh, across the United States. But what we have found is, as a Catholic church, uh, the USCCB has confirmed we don't have any maternity homes that are actually under the diocesan umbrella. So this is a new footprint um, that they're watching closely um, in other parts of the country. I've actually been asked in other parts of the country to come and let them know what we're doing here. Um, and, of course, I've joked back in my spare time I'd be happy to do so because uh, this has been quite an undertaking. Uh, um, and, uh, again, we've had several um – Topics over the years on this program where the Diocese of Buffalo has been a leader in areas like this, where, you exactly. know, um, lay ministry is one great example of that. So, and you are the continuation Thank of that you. great legacy. So there you go. Cheryl Clary is the Director of Pro Life Activities for the Diocese. I want to talk about kind of how it's going to work at the home, but um, we have not really given all of the the details. You want to talk about the event uh, coming up on Thursday? Sure. I would like to uh, uh, let you know that, first of all, the bishop has cordially invited everyone to come. As many people already do know, but some do not, I do want to just do a short quote. Um, at Pope Francis's suggestion, he's designated the institutional expression of mercy within the Diocese of Buffalo as a memorial in this extraordinary Jubilee Year of Mercy to be the Mother Teresa home. And that dedication is going to take place at 4 p.m., as uh, Greg had mentioned, at 212 Stanislaus Street, which is inside the St. Adelbert Church. And we're, our property is adjacent at 208, so you won't have to go far, right, literally right go. out the dar right. door. Uh, and the dedication will take place, and we're going to have a light reception that people will be uh, asked to uh you know, commit to as far as socializing and, and we'll have some tours of the home, people there to answer questions um, about the program itself. Uh, so that, again, uh, begins at 4 p.m. Mass. And then uh, we will also have um, veneration of St. Gianna's relics. Um, the whites are coming from the Society of St. Gianna, and they're going to be bringing the relics for veneration uh, after Mass. Oh, very nice. Um, so that's Thursday, uh, this coming Thursday, the 25th, St. Adelbert's Church, Stanislaus Street in Buffalo. We certainly invite you all to attend. Again, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the Mother Teresa home, uh, just kind of the specifics of, of uh, you know, what happens there. Uh, and we'll also uh, come back after the break and talk more about some of the uh, other things that uh, Cheryl has going on in the Office of Pro-Life Activities. Um, in fact, there's a current concern about end-of-life issues, which we've exactly. talked about before on the program. And we'll talk about all that in a moment here on Western New York Catholic Weekly. This is an important announcement from the Diocese of Buffalo. 
New York State is very close to enacting legislation legalizing physician-assisted suicide. This must be stopped. Learn more at a special forum on Thursday, September 8th at 7 p.m. at St. Gregory the Great Ministry Center in Williamsville. Guest speakers include Kathy Gallagher, Director of Pro-Life Activities for the New York State Catholic Conference, and Dennis Vacco, who argued before the U.S. Supreme Court against physician-assisted suicide when he was New York State Attorney General. You will also hear a message from Bishop Richard J. Malone. Visit the advocacy and social teaching page at buffalodiocese.org. Thursday, September 8th, 7 p.m. at St. Gregory the Great Ministry Center in Williamsville. Presented by the Public Policy Committee of the Diocese of Buffalo. Join committed Catholics and all people of goodwill in opposing physician-assisted suicide. I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining us again this week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm very happy to be talking about an event coming up this Thursday, uh, the 25th of August. The dedication and blessing of the Mother Teresa Home, uh, which is located at 208 Stanislaus Street. The, de- the uh, It'll be... Uh, uh, dedicated at a mass at St. Adalbert's Church, which is uh, pretty much adjacent to it on 212 Stanislaus Street as well. Um, uh, you know, my Polish names, I have to say Stanislaus a hundred times and my mouth doesn't want to do it here on the program. So at least you pick the one of the uh, – <laughs> um, the, the two streets that it's between, though, Kosciuszko Street. How did I do on that one, right? Yeah, so you had, yeah. There and we rather, go. I had to take a little few lessons yeah, myself. So. Yeah, so it's a, you know, um, you know, you would think the German boy would be better at that, I guess. Yep. So, uh, Cheryl Caleri is our guest, uh, from the Office of Pro-Life Activities in the Diocese. So, so give us an idea of, um, you know, how it's going to work at the Mother Teresa home. You know, first uh, of all, you know, where do you find folks? And then, you know, what are the requirements, those kinds of things? Great question. And uh, as a little side note, as you said, I've had to get used to it. Um, We didn't mention uh, my husband and I have been living there for a whole year as this renovation project has gone on and we've accepted a five-year assignment. So we've got year one down. Uh, So we're in in the neighborhood and and living amongst uh, the girls that will be living in the home. And to answer your question in regards to our referrals, they will come much like they do now through our St. Gianna Pregnancy Outreach Center. So we get uh, referred from all the area hospitals, a lot of the doctors, uh, many of the different uh, faith communities. So again, although we're passionately Catholic and we don't apologize for it. We serve people of all faiths and people of no faith. In fact, many of them will be attending our Mass uh, on the 25th, so I'm excited about that as well. For somebody to be uh, accepted into the home, uh, they have to have a sponsor, meaning that someone will have to uh, sign paperwork that if that particular uh, client is not adhering to the policies and and, uh, systems that we have in place in the home, that within 24 hours, they will agree to come and pick them up and remove them from the home. And again, that's not a punitive measure. It's just for... Uh, people who are living in community with one another. We have certain uh, things that we have to abide by so that we can all uh, live together in harmony. Um, and, and again, it's a stepping stone because from the day they move in, we put a plan in place for them to be able to move out. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that's really the key, right? And again, we talked about some of those uh, things with regard to the to the WIC program and some of the things they do at Family Services and Catholic Charities as well. Uh, the eventual idea is hopefully that you don't have to be doing this forever, right? Exactly. Uh, the whole point from the day they move into the home, we have a garden in the back with all uh, probably 15 different uh, vegetables that are planted. We have eight recipes out of the garden. Um, they'll be learning cooking skills, budgeting, grocery shopping. Of course, they're going to be um, 
required to take care of their community space that they live in. And for that, they'll earn points. And why do they want points? Because all the points that they accumulate while they're in the home for going to their classes, for uh, emptying the dishwasher, whatever it might be, uh, they will take those points and they can use them to purchase, quote-unquote, with their points, any of the items that have been donated to us from good people of goodwill, whether it be dishes or furniture or a microwave or a coffee pot, they can shop uh, with the donations that we have, with the points they've earned while they've lived in the home, so they can set up their own apartment. Very nice. Uh, borrowed that from St. Vincent de Paul Society a little bit. But that's – I mean that's – again, you don't want to reinvent the wheel, right? That's like right. The, and, and, um, I want to teach him to fish. Mark was just on recently and he always talks about that, how uh, Mark Zernheld, who is the director of St. Vincent de Paul here in Buffalo, how you know it, it gives people a sense of worth that they've earned something. You're not just giving it to them when they walk in. They treat it like a store that you're coming in and, and – Correct. Purchasing it. And like you said, in this case, um, you want to teach people how to manage that budget, right? And this is a good start on that. And that's exactly where our, our little humble roots began in an 8 by 12 office inside the St. Vincent de Paul <laughs> yeah. Center between the thrift store and the dining room. Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, I saw, as Mark has mentioned, as you said, um, there is a piece of dignity that goes with that Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do is – they're all children of God and they're all equally important as each one of us. And they really just sometimes just need to believe in themselves and that's what we're going to try to help them do. Uh, all this, by the way, if you're, if you're looking for information about it, is available. BuffaloDiocese.org is the website and you can go on there and just look for pro-life and uh, anything we talk about today, um, you'll have information about it there. The number here in the 716 area code for the Office of Pro-Life Activities is 847 847- Two two zero five. That's seven one six eight four seven two two zero five. I mentioned end of life. Want to talk about that before we wrap up? But while we're on kind of your the uh, you know the beginning of life and conception issues, I just want to remind people about uh, Project Rachel, which is a great program for people who, um, regardless of your stance on life issues or what it is, um, it's. Abortion can be a fairly traumatic experience and not just for those going through it but for families associated sure. with it People for that the ripple effect we for call a, it. you know um you know we always think of the you know of the woman Right. Um, and we don't always think about her partner, the man, exactly um, right. who also sometimes feels senses of loss and whatnot. So just just give us a, the, the handle on Project Rachel again. Sure. Yeah. I call it the Reader's Digest version. I work with Deacon Mike Dulac in her office and uh, we have a, a beautiful um, hope and healing um, ministry that we run at least once a quarter. And uh, we've had everyone from a 15-year-old to an 80-year-old woman who had an abortion when they weren't legal. And as you mentioned, we had have had men who have driven their girlfriends when they were in college. We had a doctor who was a male doctor who yeah. was performed and everything in between. So it affects so many people in so many different ways. And uh, we're there uh, for them in a confidential way. And we think that, especially in this year of mercy, we have seen an exponential increase in people who have really reached out to say, wow, why did I wait so long yeah. to, to really forgive myself? 
And that's where it begins. We try to work with them so that they can forgive themselves. And again, um, it's people of all faiths. So if they're interested in uh, reconciliation through the Catholic Church, we certainly can offer that. But we also work with people who, um, you know, are of different faith, but they're just looking for that connection of hope and healing. Uh, it's a great – how do people uh, connect with Project Rachel? Again, Again they can go to the website. Exactly, know, so, right yeah. on the website. And uh, actually, uh, we, we have our um, reorganization meeting for – we have an upcoming um, Hope and Healing, and that will be uh, listed on that okay. website as well. Great. great. Buffalodiocese.org. Just look for pro-life. Now, I mentioned end-of-life issues. In fact, during the break, you might have heard a little bit about that. Um, the current issue facing us in New York State is uh, physician assisted yeah, suicide? Yeah, you know, it's I'm the trying to think way of to, the way to word it. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, um, there's a million things that that people have a million characterizations of that that they're being thrown around in. Mm-hmm. The press, um, you know, mercy killing, euthanasia even. Yes. I mean, just horrible, horrible terms that, you you, you know, for people. Um, I, 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 tell us what the current issue is that we're facing right now. Well, we, there's definitely some legislation that we all need to educate ourselves in, in regards to physician-assisted suicide and the legalization of it. And um, Kevin Keenan, who is our um, public policy coordinator for the diocese and I being the internal liaison uh, for the bishop as well for our public policy, have really um, put together a really what we think to be a a nice lineup for uh, educational purposes for people to come and hear about what they need to be concerned about, why they need to be concerned about and what action they can take. And let me just, you know, I mean, to be fair to folks who maybe don't have a, a full grasp of the issue and what you're talking about, I mean, it sounds really nice, right? Somebody is on life support or, you know, um, they've been told that their, you know, their brain is no longer functioning or vital organs are no longer functioning and it's a matter of time. Wouldn't it be better to just... Um, to use a very crass term, just pull the plug. Right. You know, well, isn't that really the merciful thing to do? Exactly. And I think it gets twisted, and it certainly works on our our minds. And uh, we have to just recenter ourselves and focus ourselves on Christ. And I can only tell you that, uh, unfortunately, in 2011, I lost my dad to a stage four glioblastoma, and it was right around the same time what was happening with uh, Brittany Maynard, who many of you may remember. Um, that was a whole thing about her family feeling that it was merciful for them to let her die with dignity. They they used the words that we're trying to use to say from a church teaching standpoint, no, the dignity piece is there is something to be said for redemptive suffering. There is something to be said for being there um, with our loved one at the end. And palliative care is allowed. So there is so much to learn about our faith in regards to ordinary and extraordinary means. And they certainly, um, we don't uh, um, invoke the, the thought that people have to suffer. What yeah. we're saying is we need to learn what the difference is of aiding uh, and, or hastening the author 
God himself has placed before us. And this will be an opportunity to do that, the event on uh, September 8th. It's at St. Gregory, the Great Ministry Center in Williamsville. It is. Right? You have... uh, um, We have Kathy Gallagher from the New York State Catholic Conference. She's the um, Pro-Life Activities um, Director for the state. And Dennis Vacco, um, who argued before the U.S. Supreme Court against suicide um, when he was New York State Attorney General. And we've been working, you know, together, um, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak. But we really want to get together and get the community to understand and give an opportunity for Q&A, which I think is really important uh, so that people can have a really good understanding of what we're up against here in regards to this legislation. Yeah, you and I both know Kathy Gallagher a little bit and uh, you more than me and uh, she's just terrific at these Dynamic. things. She yes. said, you know, um, she can really answer your questions. Which Those is are stuff. Great. Now, that's going to be a busy week, right? Because that's well, also sure your is. annual uh, um, kind of rally the troops event uh, with your pro-life in service that same weekend, right? It certainly is. <laughs> uh, our rally the troops, uh, once a year, the bishop commissions our coordinators throughout right. the diocese. And uh, that's our big day once a year where we uh, – reconvene and we uh, do, we have our uh, field education. Kathy will be um, speaking to our group there as well. So oh, you're going to work her hard that week. So weekend, she's then. staying yeah, on for that go. week. All right. Hey, uh, Dave and I are just going to be getting back from Rome for the canonization. <laughs> oh, so sure. yeah. uh, we've, we, we agreed it's going to be a busy week for all. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, there you go. So um, also just to, to let folks know, um, coming up as well uh, during September, you'll start taking registrations for the annual March for Life. Can right? you Which believe is, it? We're already know, talking right? about yeah, snow I... and it's 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll have good weather. Hopefully this is going to continue through. We'll have another mild winter. Nice. But uh, um, a little bit different because of the, uh, uh, the inauguration. inauguration in Washington this year, right? So it's a little later. Correct. So this year it's going to be a little bit later. We'll be leaving uh, Buffalo on Thursday and the March for Life is on Friday, the 20th. 27th of January. So again, if you would refer to our website, you'll get all the information and uh, we really hope that uh, we could have record numbers again this year. Buffalodiocese.org. Look for Pro-Life. Very easy to find online. Cheryl Caleri, Director of Pro-Life Activities for the Diocese of Buffalo. Wow, we covered a lot of ground. Today. We sure did. Holy cow. Uh, well, look, as uh, all this stuff comes up, I'm sure we'll be having you back on the program. Uh, many blessings this week. Uh, looking forward to the opening and the dedication and the blessing of the Mother Teresa home. So all the best to you with that. Thank you so very much. And God hopefully bless. you can take a little bit of a breather. A little bit. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, as always, uh, buffalodiocese.org, you can uh, look under uh, news and find uh, – uh, and media as well. And uh, you'll find the podcasts of the program also at wnycatholic.org, the namesake for this program. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.